0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing, where we discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today we're going to talk about consistency over time as it relates to watching other people's characters. Thanks so much for tuning in. One of the pieces that has radically shifted for me over the last couple of years is the cadence with which I trust people. Now, that's not to say that I don't trust people, but I do not trust people's words. I am really, really intentional about observing people and trusting action over intention. Because anyone can talk a specific talk, not everyone follows through on their talk. And that is something that I am intentionally, intentionally guarded about Allowing people close to me who do not follow through on the verbal commitments that they give. And hey, we are all human and there are gaps in what we're able to do. We have limitations. We have best of intentions and it doesn't always happen. However, our word has to carry weight and it carries weight through action. And I sat in too long of a season with people who would commit to doing things and then really, really go overboard on excusing their poor choices or their lack of discipline and call it living life and call it okay and still ask me to trust their words. And I'm sorry, I just, I'm not capable of trusting someone's intention without seeing the follow through in action. And I don't think I'm unique in that, but I don't think we collectively call that out as much as we're supposed to. We are literally supposed to hold people accountable. We are supposed to invite people into change. We are supposed to hold people to their words. And it seems like there's this kind of tacit understanding that people can say whatever they want unchecked and no one's going to call them on it. No one's going to ask them to level up and to put their money where their mouth is and to walk the walk that they've been talking about. And I think we can do a much better job of, first off, monitoring what comes out of our own mouths and making sure we we speak intentionally and we speak with integrity. But number two, call out people who talk a good game but don't follow through. And that's one of the things I've had to do as I've had relationships shifting and as I've had friendships shifting over the last couple of years here. I I cannot let people get close to me who say one thing and do another because it's an integrity issue. It's just an issue to say to them, you can, you can make radical claims and not follow through and I'm going to be okay with that. I personally refuse to be okay with that because my word matters. And when I make commitment, it is on me to follow through on that, on the small stuff and on the large stuff. And I expect that out of my inner circle as well, or they cannot be in my inner circle. And I understand that there's maybe a harshness to that, But I come from a significant trauma history where there are too few people who would have my best interest at heart. And so I have to have my best interest at heart and I have to have wisdom and discernment with those that I let in. I will not let people in whose actions and discussions are incongruent. I can't do it. It feels actually physiologically unsafe in my body when people say things and don't follow through on it. Now, I want to give the analogy of a of a piggy bank, right? Or I'm sorry, of a bank account. Oh, we could use a piggy bank too. It's fine. But imagine that you and I have a relationship and over time we've had experiences time after time where we've we've come up with a plan and we followed through and it was executed and it was fun and we come up with a plan and it was executed and it was fun and there was follow through and we do that enough times if you are showing up late on uh, an outing or you have to ghost me at the last second it's not a big deal if the relationship has been built around the understanding that you usually show up and you usually honor your commitment and this whatever this Um, issue is that's shown up here is an outlier. Any relationship can sustain that. What relationships can't sustain is incessant inaccuracies or flat out lies or promises that are made when the other person is not following through on it. It is so painful to get your expectations and your hopes up and feel absolutely just dejected or sad when someone doesn't follow through on something, but then you keep inviting them in and you keep listening to their intentions. We cannot wholly rest on someone's intentions. We have to watch their actions. And consistency over time or their inconsistency over time has got to be a warning to us to not let people close to us. One of my friends on his podcast had mentioned that we are the culmination of the five people who are closest to us. So if you expect to be disciplined, you have to hang out with disciplined people. If you want to be lazy, hang out with lazy people. That's really how it works. If you want to be a high performer, you have to surround yourself with high performers. If you want to be a person of integrity, you have to surround yourself with people with integrity. If you want to be a person with follow through and conviction and where your word means something, you need to be surrounded by people with integrity and conviction and whose words mean something. And that's just basic understanding of the fact that iron sharpens iron, or conversely, if you're not surrounded by iron, don't expect to be sharpened. And so that's one of the places I wanted to start today. It's imperative that we guard what comes out of our mouth and try to make it as accurate as possible. Stop leading with your intentions. If you have no ability to follow through on them, if you have no desire to follow through on them, just stop saying the things because your word loses value. And I I hope that listeners understand it's not intended to come from a place of harshness. It's coming from a place of trustworthiness. If people are constantly prattling off about what they're going to do or what they want to do or what they should do or what they have to do, and they don't follow through, those conversations are exhausting. And frankly, they're quite useless. And I would encourage you to think through What's coming out of my mouth? Does it have any integrity? Does it have any value? And then, conversely, if you are with someone, um, and I'm talking about those in your inner five people, those in your inner circle, who doesn't follow through on stuff and you're wondering, like, why am I taking it so hard? Why is it such a big deal? Well, because integrity matters and people's follow through matters. And if you're with someone who is dishonoring of your time or making you a priority or dishonors their own words, of course you're going to feel that. It's going to register as painful in most cases. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today is those who get closest to us. I tend to talk through research and I tend to talk through kind of client stories more so than anything. But the next piece here is more of a amalgam of pieces I've been kind of parceling through on my own. And one of the pieces of verbiage that I use about rare jewels who show up in my life, it's the people who don't look away. The people who see us in our scars and in our wounds and in the bowels of despair, and they don't look the other way. That's the verbiage that I use when I know someone is significant to me, it's someone who doesn't look away. And so I wanna give you a little bit of vocabulary. If you're not surrounded by that type of person, and hey, when I say surrounded, I don't mean there's a bunch of them out there. I can think of, I have Four people in my life who don't look away. Four people. And I'm in my mid-30s. And frankly, three of the four have shown up within the last couple years here. So it's not like these people are out there, you know, all over the place. But the other types of people I'm going to talk about, they are out there and they are a dime a dozen. And you have to be careful with who you let close to you. So there's those who don't look away, and I'm trying to juxtapose that with some of the the less desirable behaviors. Let's go right with the opposite. Those who look away. Those who are indifferent, those who are uninterested, those who are bothered if we intersect with them, those aren't your people. They're not my people, at least. I doubt they're your people. Then we have those that ask us to change. Now, I want to go back to this comment about iron sharpens iron. People have the right to hold us accountable. People have the right to ask us to level up. People have the right to tap into our potential and ask us to do better. But I'm talking about people who say, you know what, Steph, for you to even be in my life, I want you to make yourself smaller. I want you to be less boisterous. I want your voice to be less loud. I would like you to be more calm. And as an English teacher, I'm mortified. Calmer would be the correct pronunciation there. People who ask us to change so that they can tolerate us you do not need to invite them into your inner circle. In fact, if they're in your inner circle, feel free to kick them out. Now, you don't have to be harsh about it but you do have to be somewhat intentional about it. People who ask us to change and ask us to make them more comfortable because we're too much of something, those are not your people. I understand now much better than ever before that those are not my people. And I'm getting to the point where I'm okay with that. But it's taken me years to understand the verbiage of what the issue was. They were asking me to be something I wasn't for their own comfort. And that's a problem. The next set of people we need to watch out for are those who want something from us. There are going to be people who see our gifts and our talents, our abilities, our capabilities, and they're going to try to plunder them in some way for themselves. They're going to use our name or their proximity to us or they're going to use some sort of uh, grab to kind of latch on to someone else's talents. Those are people we have to be boundaried from. We have to create distance and separation, and it may be uncomfortable, but it's imperative because there are people who will literally take your value and exploit it for their good. I feel like listeners know this. Listeners have probably observed this. There's probably been people in your life that would much rather benefit from what you bring to the table instead of letting it be just yours and and letting you live within your calling and your purpose. And so it's something to be aware of. The last group I want to talk about are people who make it about them, where in every conversation, you know, they're kind of like the uh, proverbial one-uppers, where in every conversation you say something and instead of celebrating or being with you in the moment, they turn it into something about them. There's this attention grab, this like validation, this self-validation that they have going on there. When that happens, there's very little space for me in that conversation. And one of the, um, it's a personal anecdote, and it's not one that I actually like sharing necessarily, but this this is one that brought the verbiage kind of into the forefront for me. When I was going through divorce and I told a friend about it, she immediately turned the conversation into the fact that she was getting divorced too. And then she also told me a host of medical complications that she had going on. And I'm not one that actually shares a lot of my hurt with people. And so when I shared this with her, just for that like few like seconds, I was letting her have a glimpse of my pain. And she didn't want that glimpse. She wanted to turn the conversation into a her-centric moment. And that's fine. So as as I said, I, I just want you to be aware, um, we've separated and we're proceeding forward with divorce. And she said, well, I'm getting divorced too. And this is what's going on with me medically. And then she listed a whole host of things going on in her life. And I said to her, I said, I'm so sorry for what you're going through. And I left the room and that was the end of the conversation because those are not conversations I'm going to sit in. Those are not people I'm going to let in my close proximity. If it's just not allowed to be about me, even in the bowels of despair, they're not my people. And you have to understand that it's okay to put boundaries and to put up some barriers between yourself and those who look away, or those who ask us to change, or those who want something from us, or those who incessantly make it about them. You're not wrong for putting some boundaries in place. In fact, if you expect to be well, you're going to have to put boundaries in place. We are the sum of the people we let closest to us. And if you don't want to be one of these people, you have to put some distance between yourself and them. There's a last person I want to talk about, and this is classic manipulative behavior. And if you can use this language to parcel through some discomfort you're feeling with someone in your life, I think it's profoundly helpful. I do not sit in relationships with someone who has to be the victim and the hero in every story. And I feel like most of you listening understand this particular personality where when they show up and do something, it's the greatest thing ever. And they should get lauded and celebrated and praised. And then the second something goes wrong in their life, it's because of someone else. Someone's done something. And frankly, you, the listener, I, the speaker, have probably been that person who's the villain in the story. Because this particular temperament needs to be the victim and the hero. It is so damaging and so toxic and so inappropriate. And if you're surrounded by that type of person, use this language to help understand if they have to be both the victim and the hero, there's no place for you in the story. Or there's no place for your story in that story. So you will have to be smaller. You will have to be quieter. You will have to be a people pleaser because there's no other space for you. If you are in some sort of relationship where these things sound accurate, please understand that you can skill build and you can start to draw new parameters around your life and you can do things differently and invite those you love to do things differently as well. But chances are there's damage being done here. And if you expect to be well, You're going to have to surround yourself well. And one of the things we do, anyone walking through trauma, anyone walking through uh, fractured relationships, anyone walking into a season of change, you have to see things as they are. If you do not see things as they are, there's nowhere to move with it. And that's why this language matters. Consistency over time matters. If you are with someone who looks the other way or is constantly asking you to change or is trying to exploit something from you or who makes it about them, you're with the wrong person. You're with the wrong people. Take that into consideration as you think of who you should let close into your life and strive to be with people who don't look away. As we wrap up today, I do want to let you know that there's some gentle shifts coming over the next month or two. I do plan on starting to invite guest speakers on and the goal is to have my first guest speaker on the week of Veterans Day. So I have a cousin who works for a nonprofit organization that addresses suicidality and veterans. And so I'm very excited to invite her on. There's several other fierce warrior women that I'm so excited to invite onto the podcast. And I have many counselor friends and many skilled clinicians that I get to walk with that I hope to invite on as well. So stay tuned for some of that. As always, if you're willing to like or share or follow or leave a review, those are all very much appreciated friends guard yourselves well be intentional about who you let close to you it matters so much in your health journey I know that in my own journey it has radically overhauled how I interact with people when I started to be surrounded by those who don't look away thank you so much for your time guys have a good rest of your day and we'll be back Wednesday